Me, me, me. Pedia number six. We're back again. Uh, still the only podcast talking about the PDPDS. Indeed. PD, indeed. Um, I am Litho Freeman. And I am Anthony Trevante. And this is the Along the Watchmen podcast. Trying to get this set up so I can see this shit and make sure it doesn't stop recording on us because that happened last week. All right. Yeah, those who uh, listened to last week's PDPedia, thanks for uh, tuning in. (laughs) (laughs) That was a fun show. It's about as late as it was last time, but way less drunk. Yeah. (laughs) All right. So it's kind of, it's been quick to do these PDPedia, so we'll kind of. Um, this week, we talk about in the episode that it is kind of a more, it, the, sorry, I'm trying to look at this audio wave while I'm doing this. This week's Pedopedia is much more focused on expanding upon the episode instead of expanding on the universe as the earlier ones did. So we'll kick right into it. When the first memorandum, which is titled Actual Work um, and it's kind of a document from Agent Blake that is written very sarcastically about the previous memos. Um, yeah, she immediately goes at Petey's neck and's like, "I read your fucking memos. Of course, I read them." Yeah, she insults. She insults that the fact that he's in the same town as her. So why is it writing it? Um, kind of goes off on a couple different tangents. Um, I'm writing it down on the paper. But what I did write down, which is in the third line, I thought it came a little later. Um, actually, it does come a little later. But they talk about waxing, as the kids call it. Are kids are people getting high off nostalgia? Taking other people's memories. Maybe that's I mean, one it, thing I thought that was kind of interesting. Yeah, uh, put you in this like kind of coma state, I guess, if you take a bunch of them. But I imagine if you took maybe two or three, you might not be that bad off yeah i suppose i mean not coma status trip of someone's brain yeah i mean experience someone else's yeah yeah that's actually i thought that was like my first note (laughs) yeah for that to be an addiction uh because i mean they spoke about people uh getting addicted to good memories on that like pamphlet uh last week um but this brings it you know to like more of a real life situation yeah totally simple rick (laughs) um but she also talks about, um, as she calls him, mirror guy, but looking glass. She's immediately suspicious on why he would do that all of a sudden. As um, were we. Kind of, yeah, yeah. So <laughs> she's already on top of like figuring out um, what's going on. Totally. She's written. Um, this is all supposed to be like you know like her typing, and it's still like a very uh, Bruce Willis email. Yeah, at least her <laughs> character voice is being kept across all platforms yeah. the same. I guess I can't be That's not critical about that. But a lot sure. of this document kind of just talks about what you see in the episode, and you find out that she basically was talking out loud. Um, so now Petey, Blake, everyone kind of knows that Hooded Justice was the grandfather. They know the grandfather's out there somewhere. Um, and like they already knew he was in the NYPD, they talk about. Yeah. But she kind of pretty much goes in the... She basically talks everything we see in the episode out loud for the most part. I'm for trying sure. to see where she stops because I didn't write that down. Which is, I mean, this is a big change. Not a big change for the PDs, I suppose. But, like, we spoke uh, in the earlier episode um, of just, like, the regular uh, podcast, I suppose. Um, how they might have cut the plug 
on like some of this whole like PDPedia project halfway through because we get a lot of um, PDPedia file five in the episode as far as like just expository dialogue. Um, and now these, you know, files are strictly about what we just seen. Yeah, but I mean, they did give us a, a penis sketching so i guess not everything has been super important yeah they did so maybe maybe it's a, maybe the episode's so heavy they're gonna keep it light this week. dude so they pulled that off the pd really yeah it's not on the hbo website anymore Ooh. yeah i had to like screenshot um like off of something else really yeah and that's how it's on the instagram it's not on there anymore why would you guys do that yeah what's going on what week was that four uh yeah well, that means someone complained, and whoever that person is sucks. Yeah, I mean, it's a diagram. That was awesome. What's happening? Yeah. That's probably why Pedia sucks, because they had a bunch of other cocks that they don't want to show. <laughs> but she ends at the at the end of the thing. She says she's on her way over to see Crawford's widow to shake something out. So that could be a foreshadowing to the beginning of the next episode or something like that. Most definitely. I think they're going to jump right into um, Agent Blake doing her thing Uh Cause right, uh, the uh, next week previews showed her uh, doing a doing a bit. Um, There's also a shot of Petey in there doing some like investigating. So we might get like half a cop episode next episode. Yeah, it could be because <laughs> you already know you already know she's not with um, our main character. Why can't I never remember people's names, dude? I'm like the worst with names. Like, I can't remember TV show names. I've been watching this shit for fucking weeks. <laughs> um, talking about Angela? Yes. For some reason, I thought that was her acting name. But it's Regina King. Yeah. <laughs> right? Angela, so I didn't want to say it. Um, yeah, but she's already getting, already recovering, so they've already got her there. So Agent Blake is probably out and about with the Pete. Most um, definitely. Digging into some biz. Um, yeah, but this whole first memo is very like sarcastic and kind of insulting. But then again, like we said, it kind of just brings everyone up to date on what happened inside there, and they know like the highlights, obviously, of what happened. Totally. Um, just from her saying it out loud. Yeah, she was. I found that like, I mean, it's convenient, and um, <laughs> maybe we'll get a shot of that somewhere in this next episode because that's like weird she's supposed to be in this coma mm-hmm. state her eyes are wide open and she's like i imagine whispering this dialogue the cyclops. <laughs> yeah the cyclops um i think in the memo they say that she mentioned it like 50 something times mm-hmm. um yeah which is in our second memorandum which is called the will of nelson garner gardner Wilson Gard- Nelson Gardner. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> I shouldn't be doing this. The will of Nelson Gardner. <laughs> and as we know, Nelson Forrest Gardner is indeed... Captain Metropolis. Captain Metropolis. Totally. Uh, the man who, I, whose idea was to get the Minutemen together. Um, at the top of the document, they're going to say he was like a... He was a privileged New York kid. Uh, and went to the Marines. Um, and all this is like very new canon. Uh, there's never really been like much mention of a backstory of Captain Metropolis. So I, I like how appreciate they're writing this. all this stuff because it's like. I wanted to say 
it's like i feel like when they try to do backstory stuff they try to get too creative instead of just like giving good backgrounds and right. i think they're doing a really good job of just like developing cool backstories of these people that are practical that don't really alter the actual universe and like make you question certain things for sure for sure even though it's all new it like totally makes sense um and whoever you know whoever's been putting these um documents together you know really been killing it because uh, i think you're right they do because it's in this kind of fbi memo format there's no time for you know too much bullshit they're mm-hmm. giving you all the hot points of a person's life and like why they're writing this yeah totally so it starts going through as you said was in the military um basically talks about the how he saw what hooded justice was doing and was inspired to do so and obviously because he came from a a privileged child in new york city he probably had money this guy gives me like a bruce wayne kind of definitely like a scummy bruce wayne yeah who's seen a guy and was like i could i could capitalize which like this backstory kind of adds as we talked about in the episode like how much will's like true mission was screwed up because it ended up being this fame thing and this money thing and it went right back into other people's issues so it's like almost like now knowing that this is his backstory this was his way to be relevant and he used someone who was actually trying to do something pretty good yeah um and made it like a, a spectacle which now is probably getting licensed from the Minutemen show. Oh, most definitely. Like that. But he totally like cashed out on just the idea and just the property, the IP, uh, as they say in the industry. Mm-hmm. So it goes through how he starts the Minutemen. They disband in 1949. Um, they're all made to remove their masks for the government and hooded justice obviously does not for reasons that are very obvious now. I imagine that's when he, I mean, there was a point where he went underground and no one knew who he, like they thought he disappeared. Mm-hmm. Um, so I wonder like what point, like what's, was that the moment or did it happen as soon as his wife left and he just like got off the map yeah, I don't know. In the, in the episode, end of the episode, I thought he, differently than I think after reading this. I think he hung on even longer than in the episode, hmm. but we'll see. Yeah, I guess. Um, but he interesting thing is this guy started the second league of people, which had Agent Blake in it. Yeah, he so, tried. He totally um, tried to bring all of uh, what I guess would be known as the Watchmen. He tried to bring them together, kind of combining that old league. Um, and this like new league again, him trying to be relevant. I think <laughs> like the way yeah. it's like laid out, it seems like he got old, uh, retired, seen some, you know, seen Rorschach, uh, night out Two, silk specter Two, which is agent Blake. Um, and the comedian, you know, seeing they were getting hot, uh, in the news and it's like, yo, let's get together. Yeah. <laughs> and they got shut down. So that's interesting that Blake now knows, um, who, you know, is connected to this, like technically knows the person who was screwing Hooded Justice who she didn't know who it was, who was Wilson. Totally. Now it's all like kind of tying up in the background. Yeah. Um, Her uh, backstory just got like very deep. Um, yeah. Even though she's not our favorite character. No. <laughs> she has a deep backstory. <laughs> she's from the comics, so she's a classic, but mm-hmm. they write her like an asshole. Um, but I think there's a line um, at the end of that where she mentions that you know, because now that she knows that Will, the man that she's looking for currently in, I guess, the, what would be this next episode, 
uh, is the same man who essentially like helped her mother when she was getting sexually assaulted. Yeah. You know, now she's like has to arrest him type deal. Yeah. Um, but yeah, they speak very like blatantly in these documents. How you know that's a big re- re- revelation. <laughs> then they reveal on August 9th, seventy four that um, Garner or Metro- Captain Metropolis was driving in New York, um, and he had just come. They mentioned a twenty second amendment rally, which the twenty second amendment is the amendment that prevents a president from running more than two terms. Oh, so basically, okay. he is against. He was protesting the repeal of that amendment. So that is that repealing leads to how there's only been two presidents Damn. in this universe. But he was he was there protesting in '74, huh. lost control of his car and crashed into a barrier at a very high speed, ejected through the windshield, and was decapitated. Um, and the head was never found. I, th- I hope that plays into something. I was I'm watching. Um, <laughs> I keep saying his dark majesties. It's his dark materials, I think, on HBO. And there's a head that they just found. And I was like, first, like it crossed wires real quick. Where I was wow. Like, oh, that's the head. Huh. Um, so he dies. And then they say that at his request, his estate and the sole beneficiary to everything is Will. And Will at the time was working as a movie theater, at a movie theater in Harlem. So that was kind of a thing for me since in the scene with the movie theater yeah it's almost like he like went he couldn't keep being a cop so he like got a job at like a movie theater just to make sure like people weren't getting brainwashed for sure yeah of, you know yeah, yeah that, that totally Har- makes sense and he's, and he's in harlem it's still in new york but then basically and then on the night side he's just they like dump it on our lap that like will probably got rich as shit which probably leads to like how he's alive and has all his money and connections is he got the whole estate of this dude yeah so while the guy really fucked him over most of his living life he did probably make will into what now has become of him for sure as far as on the business end mm-hmm. um yeah i mean i that type of money definitely changes someone's life i mean and he was just he was still doing his uh hood of justice thing hood of justice was just like active um for a long time and then he came into money i imagine he got old he might have he probably got old first um and then came into a bunch of money and i mean maybe that's how he's you know talking to lady true now yeah that's why like i wonder what else came with the estate and the connections and stuff like that for sure yeah he's definitely getting that tv show money (laughs) I don't know if we overlooked it, but I wanted to talk about this one. What you looking for? He was talking, Agent Petey talks about how basically like it didn't even cross his mind that Hooded Justice could be black. Yeah. I don't remember where, I think it's in this document somewhere. Um, I I noted it down, but I thought that was pretty interesting. Like, interesting in the sense of, like, what we talked about in the main episode of how, like, it was so far out there of an idea that it, like, went under. Because there's totally. so many times in the episode, like, he, like, makes those decisions not to reveal it and stuff. And it's, yeah. like, even Petey, who's a millennial kind of, like, 21st century dude, is, like, wow, I didn't even think of that. Yeah. And it's changed. He, he like, he mentions how it's, like, changed his attitude, um, you know, base of um, essentially vigilantes. You know, and how what they what how the beginning of it started, um, 
and I think that like there's so many times in real world that like how how some type of movement started, how some type of anything um, worth you know very wholesome and like full of love. So when that started, like we went on dead tour, mm-hmm. you know, and like think of dead tour. Then you know we always. I think when <laughs> when we're like having one of those nights and we're listening to some old dead, uh, we always make mention of like somebody in the crowd yelling something, and then like that brings the idea of being in that crowd in fucking nineteen seventy two mm-hmm. versus you know Dead and Company is still good um, for any deadheads out there. You should you should listen to them, go see a show. But the crowd is like, I mean, they're making so much money now. Yeah, the crowd is not to say poison, but it's definitely like a lot different. Um, and that's what I imagine this, like the whole vigilantism, uh, movement in this universe, you know, it started with a black man who was like trying to take down the fucking KKK and then it got, yeah, I was getting commercialized started with a rock band trying to take down the man, you know, and now Bobby's got $64 million. <laughs> oh, um, and then I can't even find, I was like trying to scan. I can't even see where that was in here, but I do remember reading it cause I wrote it down. Um, Oh, right here. It forces me to confront my own bias. It never occurred to me, considered me who justice could have been anything other than a white male. Um, but I do like yeah. his line at the end of where it says, basically, I've searched, ser- I'll read this verbatim. I've spent countless hours criticizing American Hero Story Minutemen for its historical inaccuracies, but it never occurred to me until this moment that the greatest historical inaccuracy of all might be America itself. Pretty, pretty deep, Pete. Yeah, that's a, that's a good line. <laughs> Shout out to Petey. And then they have a Damn. handwritten, slightly challenging to read. Um, oh, I didn't even see that. Yeah, this is the will. Oh, of Captain Metropolis? Yeah. Oh. Yeah, I got to read it again. To be honest. It's like fucking hard to read. For, me for sure. Damn. It's probably because we're millennials and can't read cursive. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so they don't even teach cursive anymore. It's I didn't crazy. realize how extensive this was. We need to touch upon this next week. Yeah. I thought this was like a two-page thing that was just like this reiterated. Yeah, I didn't even like... catch. I was looking at, I, was, I read the, um, I mean, I, I like screenshotted the PDs, um, and I was trying to read it on my phone. No, I, I guess read, I didn't I scroll down. I read this. I'm lazy. <laughs> Damn. Um... Captain Metropolis, his whole, uh, I imagine that gets deep into, like, his Damn, it says, earnings whew. of backstory. Yeah, we need to, I almost want to read, the, maybe we'll just read this now. Uh, well, yeah, this one paragraph read. says, once you locate Mr. Reeves, he might try to decline my request with, within the past, oh, God, or in total, or within part, no, within part or in total. It is possible that Mr. Reeves will choose not to take the possessions of something of Minutemen merchandising, nor the assets of Minutemen Franchise LLC, including the intellectual property rights to the Minutemen, Captain Metropolis, and the assorted characters. So she, he's selling the, he's like giving Will the rights and the IP to the Minutemen. Well, um top of the letter kind of just says I wonder who found him yeah I wonder where the head's at I Nelson Forrest Gardner being of sound mind and body and having remained blood relatives 
and having no remaining blood relatives or valid relations or affiliations to make claim to my legacy, I hereby make all previous will and condolences and bequeath them entirely of my estate, property, possessions, cash, and investments to Mr. William Reeves. Man. So, yeah, he got stuck yeah. the fuck up. Everything. <clears throat> this will will not be... Mr. Reeves might be difficult to locate when I passed, saw him face-to-face in the autumn of 1955. Mr. Reeves told me that he was taking an early retirement from the New York Police Department and expressed an interest in traveling abroad. He also made it clear that he never wanted to see me again. I honored that request, and as of the the formalizing of this document, never attempted to defy it. Wow. I last heard from Mr. Reeves in 19 last heard from Mr. Reeves in 1966. He learned through a mutual friend that our new friendship with Adrian Veidt and was interested in sponsoring a new group of costumed adventurers committing to fighting crime in the inner cities. I no longer have the ties and I no longer have the Something, an objectable note that Mr. Reeves subsequently sent to me, but I do recall a San Francisco postmark. I'm not... This is awesome how handwritten this is. It's challenging (laughs) for me to read, but it's like pretty badass. Yeah. I am not oblivious to the fact that there will be thousands of gentlemen, if not tens of thousands, with the name William Reeves um, residing in the United States the one whom i refer to has been it was between was born between the years of 1910 and 1915 mr reeves is a black man over six feet tall and with an impressive athletic build photograph of him should be easily to obtain through the new york police department when he enlisted in 1938 Mm -hmm. my understanding is that mr reeves may have had family in tulsa oklahoma under no circumstance are you to approach them for help? I am confident that Mr. Reeves would not want them to be troubled by any reminder of his past, especially in any reminder of or reminiscent of me. She probably found out they were banging. Yeah. I mean, it, yeah. I can't imagine that um, Hollis Mason was the only person who thought about it. He was, Captain Metropolis was probably at the end openly gay. And that might have drawn some conclusions. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Yeah. Maybe. Yeah, yeah, just... <laughs> then it was the paragraph about the LLC, and they said, It is more likely that Mr. Reeves would decline my estate in full than in part. Your job as executors is to convince him to accept it. If he rejects this request, convey to him that this inheritance is intended to... As penance is intended for penance for my sins against him and neglect and Hmm. something of noble work of decades ago if he asks what has prompted my regret tell him that i have come to see that my attitudes and ambitions were those of um looks like nail swirling in the self-imposed blindness of a something era and that Hmm. and that's the only true peace i found in those years was his compassionship so pretty much on point yeah yeah 
tell him that I was wrong when I say we should avoid political situations and that he was right when he mocked when he mocked us all with the same words every chance he could tell him that I now see that everything we did back then was a political act even if it was a hideous hustle even if it was the hideous hustle of what he called razzle dazzle and the (laughs) razzle dazzle called our razzle dazzle and something and racist imagery it put into the the world if he further resists tell mr reeves that much of my wealth has derived from my association with him and appropriation of him and so he deserves it tell him that i always told him he would outlive us all for he was the only one amongst us in fighting true evil he was the only one amongst us fighting true evil and tell him that I don't for a second be, believe that someone like him even quits that good fight and I feel a sense of responsibility to support it in all the ways I did, not when we were friends. If Mr. Reeves still declines the request, then liquidate my assets and place them into a trust and inform Mr. Reeves that it will be there for him whenever he changes his mind. And if he never does, then the lot of it, then let then let it not. Finally, I wish to be cremated and for my remains to be <laughs> discarded. Hold no funeral or memorial for me and leave no marker of my years on this earth. I did nothing to deserve it. Signed with sincerity on this date, the thing first of the first of May. 1971 wow nelson forest gardener so he realized this three years before his death that was cool i'm sorry i suck at reading that but no that was awesome thanks man um (laughs) damn might as well get it done yeah um but basically three years before his death he wrote that so he realized before his death that there was something going on and then he kind of just owns up to it all and wipes his name off and gives the money so there could this money could still be in yeah in escrow or whatever the fuck that's called but totally um maybe will hasn't touched it yeah um that would be that would be if he bankrolled lady true yeah that could totally be a thing which takes us to our next document (laughs) (laughs) i didn't purposely do that good segue yeah it's a bunch of shit about lady true (laughs) (laughs) no it's called it's a uh it's from the talk of tulsa called lady true factor fiction um and it kind of just addresses all these different things about her um well, i'm kind of just gonna go through them lady true named herself after Viet- a vietnamese legend that is a fact she actually picked her own name and it was inspired by the, at like the age of five yeah at the age of five yeah that's awesome and then picked it because the true of lore a third century freedom fighter that was part of jonah the ark part Minutemen. Uh, we saved the oppressive British silly. Yep, I don't really know. <laughs> kind of rumbling over there. I'm not reading. I started like reading this again. Like I'm not doing that. <laughs> this is just, I'm on autopilot right now. But it's a fact. She named herself that. Um, the next one is Lady True's mom tried to murder her when she was 11. That is fiction. Um, but lore. We, yeah, a bunch of lore. Yeah. Her father 
The father of Lady True's daughter is also someone famous. This is fiction. Um, dude, that leads right into my whole thought, dude. Bian, her daughter, is a is a. I think you're right. She's a clone, yep. and that's her mother's name. It listed in this uh this thing. Her mom's name is Bian, and I guess that was an episode ago. She was having those memories that were way too old for her. I think she cloned her mother. <laughs> that's my like big it. lady true call. In the kid, yeah. The kid's the mom. The kid's the mom. Is a baby that she's raising as her daughter. Hmm. That's my call. They have the technology, and that would explain why Viet. She's having the Vietnam flashbacks. While that's what I'm saying. Like yeah, that's right. there's no way that's her. <clears throat> that's the new call. That's the new that's call. That's the new call. That's the new big Late, call. Yeah, we gotta get a new one. So now <laughs> Litho is on the board. We got one call, one for one big. Oh, call. Oh yeah, one for big one. Big call number two. Aside, I think you get two if. If Phillips is a game warden, or that at least counts as one, so we got that yeah. on the board, and totally. that's like point that's five one. right now. Totally, that's really close. <laughs> He's to the, the judge in this episode yeah, coming it looks up. Fucking awesome. Yeah, that's gonna be Mr. Phillips. Yeah, so that'll be two, <laughs> and then the third would be Lady True's daughter is. It's her mother. She's raising her mother uh, after cloning her mother. Love it. Yep. Lady True secretly finances from Vietnamese Liberation Front. Way to put the fucking rest of it on top of this page. It doesn't even say no. Yes or no. It says, we don't like getting political, so they stay away from it. What's the date in the episode right now? Uh, I actually don't know. This was on October 19th, this piece of documents. And then... October 19th, 29? I mean, uh, 19th? 2018. Oh, 2018. Okay. So tw- December 22nd is when September 22nd seems to be the memos that they just released. So yeah. Lady True's mother was loony was a loony parenting guru. Fact: Bian, my lady, Bian, my lady True's family wrote in a memoir of a raising a genius entitled "Rough English Translation." <laughs> yeah. So her mom basically made. Uh, BN, I mean, Lady True, uh, this like experiment, this like social experiment of like how to raise the perfect, most powerful like woman, and then sold the book (laughs) and became a bestseller overseas. Uh, which is, I thought was probably the most interesting of this. Like, she was raised, she, she was raised to have like no emotion and like just the strive. Um, I think later on they go into, how she she has like five degrees, and then she got into like space work. Lady True has a dozen doctor degrees. Fiction, she only has four. <laughs> that sucks. That sucks. Only four. Um, let's see. PhD in astrophysics, nuclear fission, bioengineering, and nanochemistry. All shit that's gonna really do some damage. Totally. And then Lady she True used all of that to build the clock. Yes, I imagine. Well, yeah. It says in here, it outlines different elements of it. The 50 Voyager class probes into the galaxy in 2015. Um, she used the SDI alliance. I think that was in the IBM thing we read in the beginning of the PDPDS. Wait, what? SDI alliance. Like the the technology. Maybe oh, I, I might like have to go made. back. Yeah, that's definitely in one of the PDs. Um then Lady True's father was the comedian. That's fiction. 
that could totally I think that is something in there that could be a fact in some sort of way only because like in the comics the comedian shown to like here he gets one lady pregnant she comes in and he's like I don't give a fuck type deal so I guess it it could be possible that he just like went over there and had sex with a bunch of uh at that time under war Dr. Manhattan his mom or his father (laughs) that dirty sleeve that dirty sleeve man (laughs) yeah Speaking of Dr. Manhattan, I think we're going to get him. I think it's going to be last episode, I still think. If it's not last, I think we're going to I think we're going to see him. Uh I think we're going to get the glimpse of him at the top of uh episode 8. Yeah. That's fair. End of episode 8 maybe. Yeah, yeah. Totally. Lady True is in love with Dr. Manhattan fiction. We'll see. <laughs> episode 8, episode 9 and the Millennial Clock is actually a time machine fiction, so we want it to be a fact. Perhaps we will tell. This whole thing's written kind of playfully and it was written a year a little under a year before the events of the episode. Totally. And, um, or the season. So this was written like a year prior and it just seems to be more like who is this person? I think this might be a a reference to the beginning of that episode where there was the one with the eggs and they like, knew who she was. Yeah. It's the one from the paper. It's probably that paper article. Ah. So this was cool. This yeah. This tied back. Probably is. They did mention that. Damn. Good call. Yeah. Um, yeah. I like how it's written um, as like a gossipy column, you know, keeping it light, um, but kind of exposing how... <clears throat> I think at the top it says that she's like never done one interview, um, and that's why they're doing this kind of gossipy mm-hmm. type of column. They like uh, wish they're like they mentioned like wishing they could tell you the truth, but they can't because she no one knows. Totally. Um, this might be a Lady True episode coming up. I don't think they can afford to do a character episode. Well, no, I think we're just gonna have a lot of her in scenes. I don't yeah. think it's gonna be like her. No, I got you. Well, they're at their they're at her place now, so right. Yeah, yeah. Anything is possible. Yeah. Uh, Mother daughter clone. That's my big call of this uh, PDPedia. Once again, I don't know when we'll see it. I'm going to say episode eight. What do you <laughs> think right now is the cliffhanger they're going to leave us to go to season two? Um, I'm trying to think of something awesome. I kind of still feel like it's going to be Dr. Manhattan like showing up and Adrian Veidt's going to be there and it's going to be like. Yeah. I think they're. Actually, I'm going to say. I'm going to throw it out that it might be some type of disaster it says in that that thing with that we just read on the thing that adrian Veidt and will Rees were talking and that's when they reapproached him so that's interesting because his adrian Veidt's um wow. statue is at lady true's which is also where will Rees is totally and i was still like man something inside me still wants um, Adrian to be like in the millennial clock. I don't know how they could hook that up, but it, she has to be maybe there, watching be him awesome. because she sees that he's like it was his old self, I think, who was the statue. Totally. And when he went missing, I guess he, he wouldn't be that old. Um, from like the last time of like public uh biz. Oh yeah, in this in this document they talk about um how she is. Uh, there's rumors that she's funding the Vietnamese Liberation Front or mm-hmm. whatever it is, um, and that is 
the same uh, party that announced that they assassinated Adrian Veidt. Oh, uh, really? Yeah. Um, FBI doesn't think that's true. We all know it's not true, but it's funny that like true is bankrolling them. So, her and Veidt got something going on, man. Yeah, something's cooking with Veidt. Veidt was not even in this episode either. Yeah. I hope... I mean, he has to get... He has to get to the same playing field as everybody else. Like yeah. this episode, I think. But I don't I don't think he is. That might be the full season thing. That would suck. Yeah, kinda. <laughs> because it's like how many hijinks can we see? Uh I mean, how many more hijinks can we see on this? You're like, you know, for the previews of the next episode, he's in court, which I think is gonna be awesome because the game warden is Mr. Phillips. Mm-hmm. But you know, how much time do they have for that? I don't think it's a whole episode of him in court. <laughs> it's a whole court episode. Mr. Old <laughs> Dr. Phil- or Mr. Phillips court. Dun, 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 yeah. Dun. Super. Game uh, Warden, Mr. Phillips. Super uh, LAPD fucking type style. <laughs> yeah. But that is uh, PDPedia 5-6. Yeah. We are uh, still keeping up with them. They released them. I actually was checking for... Right after the episode, um, and they were not released. So uh, Monday morning, I think, is the drop for these. Um, we're gonna do our best to keep giving them to you guys who keep listening, who keep peeing. Today's hey. actually Monday, right? Yeah, today's Monday. Love them up, probably yeah. super early. Yeah, look at us. I'm gonna export them right here. I just have to upload them in the morning. Totally. Yeah. yeah. All right, well, All right. I'm Lotho Freeman. Yeah, I'm Anthony Trevante. As always, follow us on Along the Watchmen on Twitter and Instagram and Anchor and Spotify and Apple Music, mm-hmm. Apple Podcast, Apple Podcast, Apple Podcast um, Radio Public, Public Overcast, Radio, Overcast, a bunch of different stuff. Yeah, um, send us an Anchor. email at allongthewatchmen at gmail. Tell us your feelings. Tell us what you think about the show. Tell us if we're right. Tell us if you think we're wrong. Yeah. Hey, Agent Petey, if you're listening, you know. I got a movie for you. I got Special a guest on Pedopedia or something like that. Yeah. Let's do something. All right. Bye. See you guys. Who makes the world? Perhaps the world is not made. Perhaps nothing is made. Perhaps it simply is, has been, will always be there. A clock without a craftsman. This whole situation... It's horrible. The country's disintegrating. What's happened to America? What's happened to the American dream? It came true. You're looking at it. 